Hey, it's Alexis Haynes, and this is my podcast, Recovering from Reality. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to listen to this episode. I am so excited to have my dear friend Rochelle on the podcast today. Rochelle and I have known each other for, what is it, like a little over 10 years now, but we actually became friends when we had our oldest daughters, um, Ava and Harper. They are now in kindergarten and they're little BFFs. (laughs) Um, Rochelle is such a special person in my life and one of those people that just is so authentic and just an amazing friend like it's really rare oh don't don't. (laughs) she's already tearing up now I'm going to um she's just one of those people that's so authentic and um you know it's it's rare that you find a friendship that that you feel like you can be really open and honest from the beginning and just that that person accepts you and loves you no matter what. And um, even though we don't see each other all the time, like I feel like anytime I'm, I need something, I can go to Rochelle and, and that you're, you're a a trustworthy friend and it's amazing to have. Um, So Rochelle is not only a great friend, Um, but an awesome mom and she's living this crazy life being married to a Backstreet Boy, AJ, which is, is, you know, she's going to talk about in a little bit. But when I was telling her about the podcast and what we were doing and all of that, she was like, oh, well, you should have AJ on because he's in recovery. And I was like, well, actually, I want you on (laughs) because she just has such an incredible story and I think you guys should hear it. And, um, and so I want to talk to you. I just want to get a little bit of your background and, you know, like what you're all about and how you met AJ and where we are, because I feel like so often spouses are (laughs) seen as kind of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? They're just, they're not, um, human, human, (laughs) (laughs) they're not human. And we're seeing this right now with this whole Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga thing where everyone's saying, oh, they're totally hooking up. And meanwhile, he's got this amazing wife wife and and daughter. And it's like the way that people talk about that, it's, it's so hurtful. And I don't think that people realize how hurtful that actually is. Um, it's very hurtful. Um, so I don't my whole story, but I will just start with, I guess when me and AJ met, we met about, got originally when I was maybe 25. Um, but when I was 25, I knew that I was not capable of being in a relationship, not only with anybody at that point in time, but definitely with a celebrity and who I know and everyone knows because he's so open about it, who um, 
you know, has a problem with drugs and drinking and where I'm very like, and maybe I look and perceive a different persona with all the tattoos and the kind of edgy exterior, but really, um, just a prude. You really are. <laughs> Stay at home. <laughs> never drank. Um, yeah. Never did drugs. Homebody. Um, so I knew that I wasn't capable of being in a relationship. Like I said, not only at that time, but just with somebody um, somebody like him. And so we um, went separate ways and ran into each other a couple years later. And at that point, I had been taking uh, classes at the Kabbalah Center. I've been kind of doing a lot of self-discovery and learning how to cope with um, trauma, my trauma, which was growing up in a family um, with a with parents that had an abusive and volatile marriage, um, lots of anger, and have me just always being insecure and have you know eating disorders at a very young age and so I was really working on myself at the time and our paths crossed again and we kind of we you know started talking and dating relatively quickly um and we got engaged after about eight months of being together and in when we were initially together I didn't really I'd never been around addicts never seen cocaine I'd never um not experienced I lived a very sheltered life so I didn't experience I didn't yeah. know a lot of things that were going on that were going on and and his struggles and he told me you know yeah I, you know I went to rehab and you know I was sober for a long time and I I can control it now and me being so naive to recovery and um addiction um I believed him because I mean, if you're not in that world and you've never experienced that like you would just you would never think you to don't, question that. You don't that. know. You know, I'm. I was around what they call normies, so yeah. I'm. I would say I was a normie. I don't like. I said I don't drink or anything. So, um, you you think people know their limits? Yeah. Um, I didn't know he didn't know his limits. Um, I thought all those trips to the bathroom were normal. I just thought, mm-hmm. wow, this guy pees a lot. <laughs> um, you know, you learn as you go, and um. You know, um, we got engaged and it was kind of like, okay, we're engaged. We want to start this life together, but you have some things you need to work out. So, you know, you need to be sober before, before we get married. And that's a stipulation. And, um, and he was sober for about eight months before we got married. And then we got married and then he fell off the wagon rather quickly. Um, and he did a 30 day rehab um, that nobody knows about. Actually, it wasn't real public or anything. He did 30 days right after we got married. And then he went into extended care after that. And um, it was on that little <laughs> break, but the three hour break between his 30 day stint and extended care that actually got pregnant with Ava. Yeah. So it was a very, um, you know, I don't think you're, they say you're not supposed to buy a plant even when you come out of rehab, <laughs> let alone <laughs> have a baby, have a baby. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've had a lot of ups and downs and he's struggled with his sobriety and he works on it and, you know, he, he falls like we all do in life, yeah. no matter what it is. Um, but we work really hard at our marriage and we've been in and out of therapy for years, which I think therapy is amazing. Yeah. Definitely an advocate for that What for and, any anything. And as someone who has kind of an inside look on the relationship, well, yes, relationships, even 
when you're sober with people in recovery is often really challenging because there's so much underlying there. Um, but you can see that the love that he has for you is so incredible and so authentic and just pure and lovely and for the girls too. And I feel like, um, you know, unless you have that inside view, like you don't see that on the outside, you know, because the truth is to AJ and correct me if I'm wrong, but how I see it is he has this really big outside persona, Mm -hmm. but when he's home, He's just totally different. He's, He's, he definitely it's night has, and day. There's definitely the AJ that the public knows, and then there's the Alex, Alex that's mm-hmm. at home, who is your friend and my friend, you know, my husband and yeah. my girl's dad. And, you know, he's up when he's home, he's up every day and he's taking Ava to school. Yep. And he loves drop off. He loves to be with all the moms and dads and be yes. gossipy. And, you know, <laughs> he <hit> does. <laughs> Yeah. We have on all the current events in the yes. in the neighborhood and stuff. Um, he's a he's a great human, but he he's is. flawed like we all are. Of course, you know we all have our demons. We and all have our issues. demons and our issues, definitely. Yeah. So it's like here's the world, the outside world, and I think in this day and age, in the world of technology and Instagram and Facebook, and that's really what I want to get into with you because. I mean, that's how this whole talk began about coming on the podcast was talking about, you know, our public persona and Instagram and the way that online bullying affects us and as mothers, what we hope for our children. So, you know, here's this like big outside persona that everybody sees. And then and then there's the real people that are living real life and having their struggles and their issues and which is true for any marriage and any relationship and parenthood and all of it is messy as it should be because it's like nobody gives you a manual. Like here's how marriage works <laughs> um, because no two people are the same no and people. no one gives you a manual of like here's parenting 101, you know, like and now you guys are going to be parents together in your <laughs> relationship and somehow you have to make all of this work. It's like really messy. So, um, you know, I have been subject, obviously, to years and years of public ridicule and tabloids and all of that, as I know that um, Alex has too. And as somebody who is in the public eye, like we signed up for that. You did not. (laughs) Well, I don't think you signed up for that to a certain degree, but I definitely did not. I kind of became... Um, I don't want to say famous because I'm definitely not famous, but I became relatively well known by default. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely feel like you don't choose who you fall in love with. And if I had known some of the trials and tribulations of what I would be getting into by marrying him, you know, if you were to choose that, I would not choose Mm -hmm. some of the, the obstacles and hurdles because, um, you do become somewhat of a, I don't want to say celebrity because that's not the right word either, but. But a public figure. A public figure. I mean, I have. Like you lose your right to anonymity. And a certain amount of privacy. privacy. Right. Um, You know, you don't, I I get so nervous when we go to the Grove to see Santa every Mm -hmm. year because the paparazzi is always there. And Mm -hmm. I like 
literally will be walking from the parking lot and my stomach starts to hurt Hurt. and I start Mm -hmm. looking around like, oh my gosh. And I I find myself um, standing either a few steps ahead or a few steps back just because I don't want to get caught in that crossfire. I'm insecure. I don't want a picture. Like any of us don't want our pictures out there that we don't have control of. So I don't have control over some of those photos that are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of them have been less than flattering and people have definitely brought that to my attention. And it's just brutal. And I remember so vividly, I had just had Harper I went from 120 pounds to 186 pounds. And for my height, I was really overweight. And, you know, like approaching 200 pounds at five foot five or however tall I am. I was really, I had gained, I'd ballooned up after having Harper. And the Bling Ring movie had just come out. And there was paparazzi outside of my apartment in L.A. And I was called like a fat pig and a slob and wow, she really let herself go and he won't be sticking around for long with that body and you know, all of the, the criticism and it's just brutal because as women, we were talking before we even came live and she was saying, remembering in first grade having. Yeah. In first grade, I started to feel shame of eating And I started to feel that um, just because by nature, I was not bigger in the sense of I was overweight or anything. I just didn't have those skinny little girl legs. I had Mm -hmm. thicker legs just naturally. Um, And I started to feel shame in the thought of that, well, if nobody sees me eat, they're not going to be able to say, oh, well, Rochelle's fat because she ate a lot at lunch. So I used to take my lunch out in the cafeteria and kind of spread it out and move it around and then put it all back in the brown bag and just Mm. throw it straight in the garbage. And I started skipping meals in first grade. I just started feeling so like that was a way of controlling if, if I could control what people saw that I was putting into my body, that they couldn't, that I was controlling their mean comments in a way, you know, because you know, I will never forget in like seventh grade, somebody called my house and told me that I had one free liposuction and a nose job. Oh my God. Uh, and I was, like I said, I, w- I had a very athletic build. I have a naturally yeah. more athletic build. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And like I look at, so I also am R- Rochelle's cousin, Raquel. <laughs> Rochelle and Raquel. Raquel's my personal trainer. And Raquel is similar build. She is like, built she's solid she's muscle yeah and she was saying when we would work out together she was like you know when i go to the doctor they consider me obese right i am the strong i mean she can like press i can't it's insane and so and she's a low body fat percentage but because of her height and her weight weight, she's considered obese. obese and it's just absurd these standards that we have and I think that we're moving, and I'm grateful for this, into a place where we can look at different body types and acknowledge that, like, they are beautiful. Like, when I look at Rochelle, she's, like, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Like, don't start crying because I'm going to start crying because <laughs> she, is, she is. But when we compare ourselves, and I remember looking at myself in that picture of me at 186 pounds carrying my newborn and thinking oh my god you look so ugly you are so but I remember being 
13 and being chubby and thinking the same things that, you know, I'm, that I'm chubby and I'm fat and I have cellulite and these things are not, not just, um, unwanted, but that it makes me unlikable, Right. that I'm not of value because I have cellulite, that I'm somehow, you know, not as good as a mother as Demi Moore who poses naked at 130 pounds, nine months pregnant because I, you know, because you gained 60 or 70 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, and it's like the number on the scale should not define our value. Yeah. Because we're incredible moms and especially the, um, with the amount of trauma that we went through growing up and the role models that we had, the fact that we're like doing the damn thing with our kids and good that we're good mothers you know is incredible and that should hold so much more weight than what we look look like like. absolutely um you know so we're in this age of technology now where people are bullied on a regular basis online and it's leading to really high rates of suicide for kids and young adults I took a poll with um, my followers and over 60% said that they had been online bullied in their life, which I was like, wow, that's a lot. That's a big number. Um, And so then I followed up with another question and I said, um, you know, so what do you do do, um, regarding, you know, what do you do after you've been bullied online? And... um, you know, or, or how did you feel about it? And some people said, honestly, I barely survived. Um, some people said the vice president of my high school didn't believe me because she knew the bullies and said that they were in quotes, sweet girls. Um, so, you know, um, let's see. Some of them said I cried. Um, you know, some people said I, I ended up crying myself to sleep, uh, which is just, horrible. Um, you know, I let it go. I was dealing with a miscarriage and marriage issues, depression and anxiety, and I had no time to deal with people bullying me online. My mental health needed to come first. Um, you know, so it's like we're, we're in this world where people are so toxic and they're so brutal and they don't realize that people are going through like real life issues real stuff whether it's their health or their marriage or the health of a loved one or you know motherhood um it's just brutal and so Rochelle is actually on a social media break right now I'm when on did you start um initially it was I started in October for my 37th birthday I was gonna go social media free for a while and then in November, when the fires happened and stuff, I, I went back on social media to kind of like reconnect and see what was, you know, what people were going through and stuff. Because w- we were going through stuff, um, not being in our home and all of that. Our home is fine. Um, Their home is our, fine. We have fire and smoke damage, but we're... Yeah. Their so, neighbor's house burned down to nothing. I mean, but to say that your house is fine and that's it. I mean, it's been a lot for you guys. It's been a lot. We Moving. spent... Um, almost 30 days in two different hotels and now we've 
we're in our second rental house and so we were going through some stuff so yeah, and was, in those first 30 days in that hotel for like the first two <laughs> weeks of it she didn't even know if her house was even standing yeah. anymore i mean none of us did it was mayhem here you couldn't really find solid information yeah um so we were we were going through that yeah. and then um and so i went back on and i found myself spending a lot of time on when I like kind of like went back and then right after Christmas I decided to take a break again and so I haven't been on since around Christmas I did go on um so we have a, a friend who's helping us um with our house and um at just out of the kindness of her heart um she's helping us and wanted to do something nice for her my um I wanted to maybe get her some new jewelry or something you know wanted and so I was like, gosh, I can't remember if her ears are pierced. So it was a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I don't even know now. I re-downloaded Instagram because mm-hmm. my accounts are still active. I just yeah. deleted them off my phone to kind of like not be tempted. So I um, I re-downloaded my Instagram and, um, you know, your little icon that comes up at the yeah. bottom that says how many people followed you, how many comments, how many yeah. likes and that. So I clicked on it, you know, just as any normal, curious human would. And then all of a sudden it was just um, comment after comment after comment of how um, I'm fat and ugly and what is my husband doing with me? And he cheats on me all the time. And even though I had a nose job, it's not a good nose job. And he should have stayed with his ex-fiance. She was better than me. Um, that's kind of the, and, in a nutshell, what the... And what, the thing is, these people are such cowards that they actually make side accounts. Because on Instagram, if you comment on somebody's picture, they you can see what other people are commenting. So these people are such cowards... That they make side accounts so that way people can't know how ugly their hearts really are and how and how toxic of people that they really are. Right. And so they go back and forth on your page, um, you know, they, and it's like they have no, I'm looking at these comments right now, they have no profile picture, no, picture, no, followers, no followers, or just like one or two. Um, and they no follow posts, nobody. And they follow nobody. Right. And they just go in there to basically be assholes Mm -hmm. you know like as if their opinion really matters i mean and it doesn't matter but at the same time when you're you know like me you know i'm not feeling the best about myself i still haven't lost all my baby weight you just had a baby it drives me nuts but i didn't just have a baby she's two she's almost two she's almost two but i i hate that idea of a snapback like a snapback has never been my experience like i'm still 12 pounds up from when I got pregnant with Dakota and she's almost three. (laughs) It's like this whole idea that everybody's body reacts the same to pregnancy. Like it's just like a cookie cutter approach. Everybody's the same. Everybody should gain the same amount of weight. Everybody should have the same birthing experience. Everybody should lose the weight in the same amount of time. I mean, it's just absurd. It's totally absurd. And while yes, you and I, we're our worst enemies, especially when we go to Disneyland. Cause we're like, are you getting a churro? I'm getting a churro. Are we, you know, put, cream put, cheese pretzels. Yeah. Cream cheese pretzels, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is like, 
not everybody loses the weight in the same amount of time and not everybody can hire a personal trainer five days a week, a full-time nanny, a chef that cooks for you. Right. All of the things that the Kardashians are doing. <laughs> it's just not reality. Like, it's yeah. just not. Yeah. I mean, especially for moms who are breastfeeding up all night, dealing with mastitis like you did, I mean, countless times, all of the variations of normal and struggles that we go through don't always um, allow for a quote-unquote snapback, which I just think shouldn't be a thing in the first place. It shouldn't be a thing. Um, There's so many other contributing factors too, like hating your body for 30 years of your life, Um, unhealthy relationships with food, or exercise, and, you know, I'm, I've kind of been one of those people where, you know, I try diet and I'm hardcore four days and then I have a headache. So I need my carbs, mm-hmm. you know, I need a carb now cause, and I was good for four days. So I'm just going to drive through real quick and get, you know, some French fries. And then, it, um, it, you know, I'm kind you of like an all or nothing. debilitating migraines though. I do. Like that's, and I can so empathize because unless you've been through it you don't know how actually crippling it is because I've been dealing with migraines since I was in middle school and it's debilitating and the only thing that works for me is a large diet coke and carbs and salty food and a ton of imatrix and lots of other medications (laughs) they are debilitating and I wouldn't wish one of my migraines on one of those mean girls that comments on my page because my migraines aren't that bad. So if somebody does call me fat on Instagram, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how much I think my skin has thickened over the years. It stings. It's an exposed nerve and mm-hmm. it just hurts. And I actually cried that day. And um, Ava saw me cry, and she was Ugh. asking me why I was crying, and it was hard to tell her that somebody on the internet was me- mean to me. She doesn't understand what the internet is. Yeah. I, she doesn't know how to work YouTube or anything like that. She she does, you know, have an iPad, but it only has movies and, and cartoons that I've put on in music um, yeah. and a couple games. She doesn't know what the internet is. I mean, she knows Ralph's broke the internet, but she doesn't get it. Yeah. So, you know, and when... In, in Ralph Breaks the Internet, because, you know, we're moms and we yes. kids in movies, <laughs> Disney movies. Yes. You know, he goes into that room where he sees all the mean comments about himself. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, to put it in a children's movie was just so shocking to me. But th- because that's how real this problem is. It's, yeah. a, it's a real problem and it affects, you know, children lose their lives over it. And I lost a couple days over it. I mean, it really... Yeah. I let it get to me um, and it got in my, you know, it really got to me and was hard to kind of like come through. And all I know is that I can only control me and my feelings and, and what I'm putting in my body for fuel and my self care and exercise. And I'm trying to set an example for my girls that, I didn't, and my mom struggled with um, body image and eating disorders and all those kinds of things. So I learned by example. Yeah. Not that, not that my mom ever, you know, my mom never told me I was fat yeah, or anything she didn't like body that. Shame you, but, but I you saw, saw, I saw yes. her body shame herself. Yeah. 
-hmm. And therefore, I started to shame myself. And it's a vicious cycle. And with two daughters, I want to try so hard to change myself for them. Yeah. So that because they're going to get bullied and they're going to go through whatever they're going to go through. Cause they kids already are, mean. are. I mean, our, our girls are in kindergarten and it's already a thing. It's just absolutely insane. And I think that it is so important um, early on to change the way our, our change our wording around food, that food is for fuel and for it's important. It's vital. You know, we need to eat often mm-hmm to keep our body healthy and moving. And one of the things that I've done since my kids were little, every time they get weighed at the doctor, I always say, oh, you're 46 pounds strong. Oh my gosh, your body is so strong. I can't believe how strong you've gotten over the last year. It's so important now to start these things when they're little because by third grade, it's like game over. Yeah. It really is. I mean, by first grade, it was game over for, for me. You. So yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, it's very important. So I did share with Ava my experience of people being mean and she felt she felt sad, even though she doesn't completely understand. And you know, I just always try to explain to her that not everybody's the same mm-hmm. and that, you know, some people have short hair, some people have long hair. You know, she pointed out to me one day that a man's belly was big and First, I told her, you know, we don't comment on other people's bodies. Mm-hmm. It's not kind. Um, it's okay to observe because we're all different, and she, yeah. and kids just see what they see, and they say she what's d- up, yes. and they say they just say yes. it because it's a fact to them. And our reaction is so important. Our reaction is so important, and, and the things we say to them about in front of them right. are so important. Right. Um, that's yeah. I just tried um, to explain to her that. Um, we don't comment on other people's bodies yeah. and that um, we don't know why his belly is big. He could yeah. be sick. He could have a hard time exactly. exercising. There could be a lot of reasons why, Yeah, you know, his, why he was where he was. And um, so I just tried to tell, just make it a te- as teachable of a moment as I possibly could and just really explain to Ava how, it's just so important to be kind and to never say mean things. And even though sometimes we all think mean things because we do, we're reactive human beings, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so even though we might feel something or think something, we definitely don't say those things. Yeah. 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 I, um, I've had similar ex- things with Harper where, um, she's said something out loud in the grocery store when she said, that lady's really old. <laughs> And I pulled her aside and I said, you know, we all have those thoughts. Next time, can you whisper in mommy's ear and we can talk about it? You know, Um, so they're going to go through that. And it's just part of life. And it's and it's a it's a learning curve for sure. And I really believe that if we want to change this dynamic, that it starts with mothers Absolutely. You know, and it starts with the way that we raise our children and 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 to acknowledge diversity, not just in weight, um, but in 
different skin tones and mm-hmm. cultures and colors and eye shapes and nose shapes and lip shapes and belly shapes and booty shapes and boob shapes and all of that stuff. I think, you know, there's an amazing movement going on right now where we're in the school system trying to look, you know, it's been very whitewashed, obviously, and, and to acknowledge the diversity of where we live in the culture you know, of the U S here. And, um, and so I think it's important to talk about, and I am just so grateful that you came on here and I, you know, Rochelle is such a private person. So I was amazed that she even wanted to do this. That's why she was like, well, Alex will come on. And I was like, but, but I want you to come on. Um, and I'm just so grateful for you for coming on and sharing your story. And I'm hoping, and I know not that I'm hoping I know that this is going to help people out there and I I want to turn it back to you one one last time to just get your input on what you think that um that we could be doing you know if you're bullied or and or as a society to stop online bullying and and to help our kids oh that's a heavy question (laughs) I don't have that answer and I wish I did um for me, I just had to remove myself from the situation. Yeah. Um, you know, and being that I'm, you know, inadvertently a reflection of my husband, I, I can't go to bat for myself. I, I can't mm-hmm. sit there and respond. Respond. Yeah. Um, your, what your initial gut reaction would be to something like that. Um, because then AJ's wife called you a bitch and I can't be the one that called you a bitch. So, um, you know, and, and then, you know, and his fan base is great where a lot of people do and would come to my defense, but I don't want those people fighting with other people. Mm -hmm. And because, and then it's just, it's, it's just this ripple effect of where now all these other people are involved and all these other people are have this negativity. Um, and what's so crazy is that it is all women. And I'm sure nine out of 10 of these women would consider themselves feminists, but then behind their computers, they're like talking shit about all of the wives of the Baxter boys. Cause you're not the only one that no, gets not it. not the only one. Um, um, no, me and Lauren, I would say Nick's wife, we get it the worst. It's cause brutal. We came in to the picture during the social media, like yeah. uprise. Um, yeah. Leanne gets it a lot because she has different political views than some people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so we all go, we all go through it, and, yeah. and we sh- nobody should have to sit there and on their phone and, and just defend themselves yeah. and defend what what's true to what's true in their hearts. You know, and yeah. and but a, what is not true to anybody's heart is to sit there and to tell a woman that they don't know that their husband cheats on them and that they are fat and ugly and not worthy to yeah. be in the relationship that they are in. Amen. You know? Yeah. So I think that the biggest thing that we can do is of course, as mothers raise our daughters to be body positive and to, um, love and appreciate diversity and then self care, self care. And that looks different for everybody. Some people can just shut it off and continue on. And then some people have to take a break, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I totally acknowledge your process. You know, for me, my, my one of my biggest things is just being that consistency that my girls don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I need to be the best version of myself. And that best version right now needs to not have the distraction of social media. Yeah. 
It is addicting. It absolutely is addicting and it can suck you in and then like your whole day is ruined and gone and and you're not present with your kids anymore because you're so hyper focused on the event like it's like an adrenaline rush and dump and then the rest of the day you feel like crap and I can't even be present with my kids anymore because my head is out in outer space really in the internet somewhere (laughs) focusing on you know Amanda whatever her name is that has no profile picture (laughs) who you know says that I'm a fat bitch whatever it is um you know, so I just love you so much. I and I so appreciate <laughs> you coming on today. And this was such an amazing and powerful episode. And I'm looking over at my producer right now and she's like, yeah, girls, <laughs> love it. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Thank I you really for appreciate it. <laughs> and so it is. thank ragamuffin coffee for their um, amazing coffee and treats for all of our guests and our crew today 